0: Practical Family Podcast with Jennifer Bryant, encouraging your family to build strong foundations and healthy homes. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Practical Family Podcast. This is Jennifer Bryant, and I got a little co-host with me today. Hi guys, my name's Asher Bryant. Asher Bryant. Asher, how old are you now? 10 years old, bro. <laughs> He's 10. He's so 10. He's such a 10-year-old man, and this man is learning about the Internet more and more as he's being asked to do research projects at school and um, learning to type. Mm
1: -hmm. You're
0: discovering math games Mm -hmm. and all this fun stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. keep talking. (laughs) And Nana and Papa just got you a laptop to do educational things on, correct? Yay, but not the education educational part (laughs) we told the kids that when they got this laptop for their birthday that they are at an age now where they're more responsible and thus with great knowledge comes great responsibility (laughs) (laughs) who said that who quoted who are we quoting right now um peter parker (laughs) Was it Peter or was was it his uncle that said that? Oh, uncle. Oh, it was his uncle. Uncle Benjamin. Ah, Uncle Benjamin. Okay. So if your kids are old enough to know Spider-Man, they're old enough to know that with great knowledge comes great responsibility, and that includes everything that they do online. Mm -hmm. The Internet is a wide-open garden, we said earlier, right? You compared it to, like, a big garden. And sometimes big gardens have a lot of weeds <laughs> big gardens of lots of weeds and as parents we need to be responsible to help to get those weeds out of the sight of our kids you're not new to technology it's been around for 20 plus years now but as a generation we as parents are new we're trailblazing this idea of wow, there have to be safeguards now for our kids online. And as much fun as the internet is, and I get it, I use social media all the time, Our kids are still kind of growing into it. And it's not as simple as just saying, oh, let me create an account for you and let you have as much fun as I do talking to my friends. There are things now that come up with social media like cyberbullying. There are things like violence in video games. We've got... Video games? Yes, son. We let you play the Lego ones. Yay. And the Marvel
1: ones.
0: (laughs) But there are uh, games out there that... Um, that people engineer to show you images that are not so good for your eyes and your brain and um, even with that there is the danger of of course pornography and we've talked about a little bit about this in our house um, we, we we have the talk with our kids about exposure and about um, sexual appropriateness and inappropriateness and as they get older of course we'll fill in more of those gaps So that's what we're addressing today. Today's episode is called Four Keys to Keep Your Kids Safe Online, and my Special interview guest today that we'll get to in just a minute is my good friend, Dean Kaneshiro. He's just, he's amazing. I actually work with Dean on a lot of branding for the website here at Practical Family. He's a marketing guide with StoryBrand, if you've ever heard of Donald Miller's StoryBrand stuff. He does so many other things. Mm-hmm. We actually have a group that we get mm-hmm. together with once a week. And we have a mastermind with other business owners. So it's great to have him on the podcast because he is also so passionate about parents protecting their kids from the dangers of online spaces. So here's a little bit about Dean. Dean Kaneshiro is a speaker, blogger, and filmmaker who has been working with families for more than 15 years. He is a certified Building Family Connections instructor through the Medical Institute for Sexual Health and is currently working on books and online video courses to equip parents with powerful tools to help them succeed. Beginning with his recently released, and we're going to release it right now on this podcast, it's called the Family Tech Game Plan, and it's an online course that is being offered now to parents to help you to do your best to help your kids navigate the world of online everything basically (laughs) yeah so dean is also an award-winning documentary producer of the film rise of the vahine champions of title IX*, which reveals the untold story of the struggle for equality between men and women in america dean has been married to his wife holly since 1998 and they have six kiddos including kids in their late teens tweens twins and a beautiful adopted baby girl This guy's busy, okay, at home and at work, but he's busy helping families to raise healthy kids. And his kids are amazing, they actually homeschool also, and um, they're learning all kinds of cool things with tech and in a safe and guarded way. So listen in today to our conversation with Dean Coneshiro and learn how you can keep your kids safe online. Hey guys, welcome back to the Practical Family Podcast. I'm Jen Bryant and we have on our show today my friend Dean Kanashiro. Welcome. Come on. How's it? Oh, Dean, Dean is a local boy and by that yes. I mean he's from Hawaii and where we are right now. And even though this podcast is going out to everyone in the US and some other countries as well. Yes. Uh, dean has a message today that is so important for families everywhere given the tech boom that has just happened over the last 20 plus years lord we're weird lord i'm like praying as i'm talking because lord come Jesus, on the
1: whole time know what
0: to do with <laughs> this tech that's in front of our kids faces so dean give them a little bit of background about what you do because i mean i already introduced you in the intro but Okay. I want you to just level with this audience right now because they, are, I think, are hungry for what you have to offer them.
1: Yeah, this is what I'm discovering. And thank you so much for having me. I just want to high five you here um, yeah. for this because this is such an important <laughs> topic. Um, <clears throat> but we we're just finding that parents, you know, they, they want so much to be confident leaders within their homes. I do. I know you do. And, and everybody who's listening. Um, And to help navigate our kids through this minefield of pornography, social media, cyberbullying is happening and video games and this obsession and then sometimes kind of almost addiction to phones and screens. Um, And everybody wants to be able to really at night, and I'll tell you really the key here is at night, they really want to be able to put their head down on the pillow and just say, you know what? I'm not perfect and my kids will never be perfect, but I'm a good parent. And I think with this issue, um, every parent that I talk to, I myself, we feel like we're behind. We feel guilty and we're dealing with this kind of um, guilt. Yeah, I, think, I don't wanna say shame necessarily, but just I'm not keeping up. I know I should be doing more and I'm not educated and I'm super busy. I'm not a therapist and you know, no one expects me to be a psychiatrist or whatever. Could I just please have some kind of guide, some kind of place where all those resources can come together, and I really need someone to do the heavy lifting and and hold my hand through this and so that 's why i've been sharing publicly and speaking, and of course now putting together this online course that really is going to help both parents and family walk through this so um, I'd say that's really what it is. Obviously, there's hundreds of technical details in that and awful, awful statistics, um, some of which we can talk about. but uh, And then, of course, solutions. But really, I think it comes down to the, the heart piece. Parents are overwhelmed, uh, frustrated. Uh, kids are melting down. They don't know how to deal with it. They know screens are the issues. They just don't know what to do. So it's really a combination of helping practically as well as the heart component, that parenting heart component. And I just want to say, if you're listening and you're a parent, Welcome to parenting in 2020 and beyond. Like this is the new reality for all of us. Yes. Uh, So listen, we're all in it together. Jen and I were with you.
0: Um,
1: So I just, that's why I go hashtag parents of teens unite because we just, we need help. So
0: we do, we surely do. I mean, as, as wonderful as technology has been for us to even get messages like this across, right. it comes with the other side of things right so it's like okay mom they like my kids (laughs) they see mommy on the computer all the time and i gotta know when to shut it down too and give them my attention but at the same time when we use this for for business and and work and even play you know when when is it okay to just be done with it and so you have boundaries in that sense right But then you get into what the kids are actually viewing. And there are all kinds of warnings now about, even when I share YouTube videos with my homeschool families, you know? I have to warn parents, hey, remember, don't just put YouTube in front of your kids and let it sit there because these advertisers are (coughs) even coming at them like crazy. You know, the video games, you you can't even really tell what they're gonna put in a video game nowadays till you're, like, you take the time to sit down and censor the whole thing or screen the whole thing. who has time do we just not let them at all you know
1: right no and then like whatever we figure out right now it's going to change like in three weeks right so um it's so true and i just want to say number one i'm not demonizing tech nor are you i know we're using tech right now and so tech is an amazing thing youtube can be used positively um there's a large part of the course right well i walk parents and kids through how they can use social media to prep for college colleges are looking at social media accounts Uh, recruiters are looking at these things. So it can be used positively do creative projects. My oldest son is 19. He's doing music projects and now he has tools to get them out there and, and, and impacts people. My son is doing a podcast. He's 17 and he's creating an online course just like I am. So I'm not demonizing technology. Number one, secondly, you hit on something important, which is we are the role model. And so the kids are looking at us. There was a survey recently where the kids, it was about 50% of them felt like they were addicted to their phones. And then like a little bit more than even that 50 plus percent felt that their parents were addicted to their phones. Right. (laughs) So we, we do need to look at them in the mirror first and foremost, for sure. But we do want to, Um, Just take it step by step and begin to go from a place of feeling disempowered and into a place of empowerment. And so I think the problem that you hit on as well is that, and this is true, video game app developers and the video game makers are hiring neuroscientists and specialists to make sure that the dopamine hit is strong, that the response, that there's some sweating happening. They are monitoring young people and adults while they're testing these games. And if the response isn't high enough, they go back to the drawing board. How can we make it more and more addictive? And so we're really dealing with something out here that's not just, oh, I don't like the content or oh, I'm not sure. You have to understand um, mom and dad out there that there is a force coming at us consistently and trying to get us and our children addicted to these. Things. Facebook is the same, the like little dings and little pokes and little likes and little bling and whatever That's all done, highly crafted, so that we'll keep coming back for more. Or even Netflix, just like they start playing the next video. It's like they just want your eyeballs to stay there. Mm -hmm. So we just need to know that, that we're we're in an uphill climb here. We're in an uphill battle. And so it's, again, not to demonize it, but it's to know it. Um, And, of course, that's one of our four keys of success is, number one, getting awakened and being educated what's happening. (laughs)
0: Right. Now, why don't you start sharing those four keys with us? Because you talk in in the intro to your video series about those digital dangers, and we're talking not just about Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. video games. We're talking about everything from social media to the cyberbullying that can come with that. When young kids are not aware, are using social media responsibly, right? Right, There's no one there to really guide them through that, or just parents just flat out aren't aware of what needs to be inserted into their lives in that way, not to mention pornography. So what are these four keys that we need to understand about tech use when it comes to our kids?
1: Right, right. Yeah. So the four keys that I have, you know, and it's been probably 10 years or so um, that I've been doing this because, you know, my oldest was maybe 12 the first time, you know, and back in the day, I don't know, eight, seven, eight, nine years ago, as long as we checked our kids' browser history, like that was being a good parent, you know what I'm saying? Like right, just right. a little while ago, that was, yeah. And so I was kind of like, oh, I'll just check it or whatever. And he had a friend stay over and, and they ended up watching a, a thing. We knew what the movie was and then just closed the laptop kind of a thing. And they, he had slept over. But um, when I did check a, a few days later, some of the searches, and it wasn't like it was perversion. It was just really a curiosity. And we, we have to understand that. Just a lot of our kids are just curious and it's right there. And some of the things I just, I didn't even go to the sites. I was just looking at the search and I was like, oh my. And it's like when you get hit in the stomach as a parent, you know, that feeling like you're just sick and you just recognize, you know, maybe my kids aren't who I thought they were the innocent mm. child, you know, that, that whole experience. Um, I just was so, and then that's where the shame and the guilt comes in because I had no filters in my home. I had nothing at that point And I let that into my house. Mm. And I wasn't protecting my child and my children, you know, I have six now between 19, I've a 19 a 17, two 14s, a 10 and a three. So I'm, I'm in the trenches with everybody here. So I remember going shortly after that to a, um, a presentation, small in, in a little home, a friend of mine, his wife came in and she does this. She curates, she goes through all these books and it's mainly about talking to your kids about sex and this kind of a thing. So she goes through all these books and resources and Hey, how old are your kids? Let me give you the best resource. But she did a presentation, a slideshow, and it, it touched on some of these issues of porn and tech and stuff. And it was another hit to the gut. And I just, I went up, I grabbed all the books. I like bought all, in fact, some of these right here are from that. And I just ran home and I threw all the books in the bed, you know, and my wife Holly's like, Oh, how did it go? You know, I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I have no clue what to do. And even if I did, I don't want to talk to my kids about this stuff. Like somebody help me because I thought to go through the books. I was still the expert. I had to be, I just was overwhelmed, but it was, and it started me on that journey of having to read. And now I've spent thousands of hours and having getting you know, certified to, about talking to your kids about sex, teaching parents, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, having to then understand how to put the filters on and how to, how to do all of these things. But it really was starting with that gut punch and having that real world experience. Um, even before I got that filter on my, one of my kids, one of my twins was eight and uh, one of the friends came in, Hey, you need to see this click, click, click. And saw something again, no filter, nothing. And it just scarred him. So, you know, people talk about that statistic that 11 years old is the average that kids are first having an encounter with pornography. Some statistics are as low as eight years old. And that is my story. Mm. So from there, I have time tested for thousands of hours, the good, the bad, the ugly, like a little sandbox on my kids. And now uh, coming out on the other side of this, um, obviously the work continues forever, but um, to have the 14 year olds, to have my 17, my 19, having an awareness, having gone through this, doing these very principles with my 10 year old, um, is what, what helps. So the first thing is awareness and education. That's key number one. Um, and that's what I've had to do. And now that's what I'm sharing with parents. Um, a lot of them are sleeping at the wheel. A lot of us and, and youth pastors or whoever teachers, leaders, coaches. And so I have to start off, unfortunately with the bad news. So that's a large part of the presentation. And then secondly, we then move into the technical stuff. Parenting uh, filters, whole home filters, monitors, parental um, controls on devices and all of that. And we can kind of dive a little bit deeper into that. And then thirdly, it's creating health zones. It's, It's kind of a two part. It's learning how to disconnect and mom and dad, that's you as well. And then learning how to build what I call health zones. And I can talk more about that but that's the positive stuff. Outdoor activity, getting vitamin D and getting the kids moving and a lot of young men as well. They're just literally boys are not building muscle and stuff cause they're playing video games and they're just not anyway. So we're seeing a lot of that happens. So we've got to get outside, got to get active board game nights, looking at human beings in the eyeballs, that kind of thing. And then fourthly, it's building heart to heart connections between you and your children. And what I'm going to share when we finally get to that part, hopefully you guys are going to stick around in the podcast to get to that. That that really is the key. That's that's the glue that sticks everything together. And if you don't have that, um, all the filters in the world is 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 not going to do enough.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a common question that I hear from parents, um, whether we're talking about it on the blog or in a post or through social media comments. I'm noticing that parents are asking the question, "How early?" should I start talking to my kids about, well, the first one is sex. Yep. And we're like, okay, well, give the kid what they can handle, you know, yeah. answer what they're asking, not don't give them everything at once. Right. Yeah, so Understanding the age appropriateness of that. But once you start filtering their tech and you start warning them and, and telling them, honey, this is why this is right. why you can't go here. Well, why not? Well, you might see something like what, what, what am I gonna see? You know, <laughs>
1: like that's
0: right. i'm just I'm picturing the the path of this conversation. It's like, will I have the answer to that? How do I explain to them that yeah people without their clothes on or, or doing suggestive things or like, uh, okay, I don't even know where to start. my brain gets overloaded because it's like, well, how do you explain the good and bad pictures or or the violent <clears throat> or the or just the straight up, Th- this is junk. This is doing nothing for your brain right now. Like I right. have right to, to monitor that as your parent and parents, you have the strength, you are strong enough. Come and on. it's okay to say this to your kids that no, you don't need to be watching that right now. Mm-hmm. I, I know you like it. I know your friends watch it. That's not the point, but the heart connection, if that is not there, your kids kind of won't trust you enough to That's believe good. you Good. We kind of have to have that as, that as the foundation to already be having those conversations to be able to say you need to trust me when I tell you that that's not something you need to be watching right now.
1: Yeah, that's right. No, and I think that's when, when we talk deeper into the book time, having that as sort of the foundation um, and, and I'll share some practical stuff there too how I do it. Um, and I, I think that that's the thing that has actually set up the success the most. Um, for my kids. And I, I went at it just to deal with some of these technical things, but now it's turned out to be one of the best things ever for me as a parent and my relationship with my kids too. So huge benefit, huge side benefit. But what you're saying is right. I did have one resource and you were mentioning the good pictures, bad pictures. I did want to throw a practical thing out. Yes. Um, it's a sad, you've probably have talked about it already, but it is a sad reality that we do have to be talking to our kids about this at seven, eight years old already. Now, hopefully as we get into the filters and stuff and I want everybody having that so that there is less of a reason to talk about it in that, in that way that it's just streaming into their life. Um, however you go to your friend's house, boom, your friends like, Hey, look at this on the, so you do have to get them ready and it's very simple. And I think the way that you described it is the way that I describe it. Like it means people without their clothes on, it's looking at the private parts and then we talk about what that is and whatever. I just re went through, um not this one but i also went through this if you guys are familiar with the swimsuit lesson um i'll just show it there so you can see who it all is but um this is another great one i went through this with my 10 year old during book time i think two weeks ago saturday or whatever um really fantastic time it's super simple and super basic It's basically saying hey no one should be touching you where your bathing suit covers is basically the concept mm-hmm. but it really brings up a lot of a great other issues and allows your kid to talk and ask questions and Um, And when it comes to being touched, it's all, again, it's one of those gut punched kind of things, but it's one of those things that you have to ask. And I had to ask him, like, has anybody done this recently or, and it's not just freaks jumping out of, you know, at the public restaurant or in a bush somewhere. It's like, it usually is happening with people that we know, uncles and aunties. So it's, it is, like you said, I think, unfortunately having to start, I would recommend depending on your child, but beginning to introduce bad pictures, good pictures, kinds of things, six, seven, eight. Um, And before that, you just have to be super, you know, on it. And just, you know, you're just limiting and you're there and you're approving everything they're watching. And you're still doing that. I think we're still doing that even with my 17-year-old, right? But I'd say that's where we start, Um, if you're going to ask that question, because that is really, really a great question is how young is too young and what's some of the practical ways to do it.
0: Right, right. And we could talk uh, so much longer just about how to give the sex talk. In fact, um, we recorded podcast episodes before with the Gilkerson's who wrote the- Oh, great the talk. And uh, yeah, that's that's a great one. So go back and listen to that uh, one as well. But but there are great people out there, including yourself, Dean. So what it is that you've created in this way is the type of resource that is digital for parents to be able to walk through, really to have a game plan for how to deal with this tech. Can you tell us about what Mm -hmm. is included in what you've gathered from all of your hours of research and reading, what have you come to and what are you giving them at this point as a resource?
1: <clears throat> right, because, so I call it the family tech game plan. Again, trying to be proactive, everybody needs a game plan is basically the, the concept there. And it's bringing together the very best of um, research and evidence-based neuroscience and social science, and then combining that with practical, real-world solutions that families can implement like immediately. And so I take the four keys and I basically try to, with each session um, or every session maybe has about three or four or five different kind of like shorter vids in there. Um, that way parents can go at their own pace um, or they can do what I'm, I call the 21 day challenge, which really brings transformation in under 30 days. And that would probably take about a, an hour of investment every other day. But I have that all, all scheduled out and whatever, but a lot of parents who need it and they're into it, and also people sometimes p- peter out, you know. So it's kind of like, hey, commit to it and let's go big. It's like a boot camp, um, but basically they're just downloading some worksheets, um, and I'll do a one video kind of session with the parents, and kind of just encourage them, give them practical tools, talk about some stuff, how can they approach their kids, etc. And then maybe the next section, session, I will then present um, so that they don't parents just need to show up and press play basically like download the worksheets press play yeah. and have a pen and, <laughs> and that's kind of yeah and that's basically it because that's my whole pitch is you don't have to become an expert yourself and that's what i think is a large part of the fear is that i'm not an expert and i don't know what to say that's cool let me do it however then we're going to pause the video at some point right or after this video is finished take a few minutes and write down you know one two three whatever the thing is at that point and then i want you guys to share. And so the reason I do that is to activate more and more of that kind of connection, because that's one of the keys is building heart to heart connections. And some of that is creating plans on what we can do this weekend and let's have board game nights. And so there's practical stuff that I'm kind of positive peer pressuring the family into. And uh, it may not be everybody's culture in that sense, or you know what I'm saying? Their family's culture to, um, and this is really tough for some parents, but one of the sessions is the parents to go and apologize. Um, to their children and take ownership for not protecting them it's one of the first kind of maybe session two or something and, it, and and there's some feedback there with especially guys or dads you know or you know i'm asian i come from an asian culture and it's very prominent here in hawaii hard to do um, however not only just kingdom culture but just positive culture should always supersede any other culture that we have right so That's kind of the dynamic of what we're doing. And then also we have very practical stuff. Okay, here's how you sign up online for this whole home filter stuff. And I talk through that. Um, But I'm using the neuroscience. And I'll tell you, Jen, we're we're seeing young people really respond well to neuroscience and statistics and data. Not everybody's super data. We put stories in there as well. However, I think especially when you're dealing with Christian families or faith-based families, sometimes it's like, well, the Bible says so or mommy and daddy say so. And that I'm not saying that that's not right. We need to do that. We need to do a better job at that. In fact, I believe the church needs to be leading in all of this. Okay. That's a side thing, but I find that young people are responding well, when they see, Whoa, that's the brain imaging and that's the damage I can cause. And that's going to hurt my marriage and my intimacy and my connection as I get. So when we come at it like that, which is what I do, um, I'm seeing a little bit more engagement. And I find that the the young people are saying, oh, it's not just because you say so. It's because um, that there's real evidence that shows I'm harming myself and addiction is real. And then this can ruin my life or I can get kicked out of college if that post is stupid and racist or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of how we design it. And that's sort of the philosophy behind it. And I think um, it's both carrying the heavy load for parents as well as equipping and building a new culture into families. Because the truth is, even after the course is done, you then have to continue on right with that. Um, and so I'm trying to encourage and teach and then make a practical lifestyle on how you guys can do that. So it's not for the weary, you know what I'm saying? You got to be in parents. So don't sign up unless you're, I'm telling you right now, I don't want your money. Like sign up if you're going to do it yes. and commit to it. And it's going to be challenging for you. I'd rather have 10 people who really succeed well, you know, than hundred or 90, the 90 others who kind of peter out like, Mm -hmm. That's what I'm looking for, you know, and there's a Facebook group. There's a private Facebook group as well. And I I think you know how that works. But that's what I'm really excited about because then also things are changing all the time. And I'm sitting right through calling it through. And so every parent needs that to come to them because they're super busy. They're not going to read hundreds of articles. I'm doing that. Let me give you the one that you need today. And so Mm -hmm. that's what I'm posting. We do live stuff in there and everything. Based on the feedback I'm getting from parents over the last five, six, seven years. Like, what do I need? What do I need? So I've tried to design it that way.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And what you're doing is you're building a community. Um, Correct. Online communities are the new thing because we don't go out into our neighborhood like we did before. You know, it's just, it's not the same culture as it was in the 50s, 60s, 70s. Like we are sure. living in a different Type of global culture and whatever we have to offer This is the medium that we're offering on this is the tech that we're using to do it now as we learn to do it responsibly we can Equip our kids to be responsible as they grow up and use it as it is as adults Because with the good comes the bad and so we're protecting them from the bad so what you're offering then is called the family tech game plan and we'll yes. have the link there in the show notes that they can go and sign up for that. And you were offering us a, a deal for our listeners. Weren't you? Where were you, where were you telling me of
1: course, Jen, that's why we <laughs> high five and no, no, we would love, uh, we'd love for you to join. Um, it's $129, um, for the course, but we do want to give a special for a limited time. I think for the rest of the month, I think this is March, 2020, right? This is going to yeah. come out. So, um, yeah. So we want you to plug in the code family. Um, the word family, F-A-M-I-L-Y. And I don't think it needs to be all caps. I think it'll take it however. Um, and that'll get you the course for $79. Um, again, I want skin in the game and I want you in it. But also as a, um, as a part of this community, we did want to give you um, a special deal as well. Get in there, jump in the Facebook group, give me feedback. Like I'm always trying to make it better. And I'll, and I'll tell you one thing that we are going to always be improving on is making it more entertaining and engaging for young people. Um, and I'll tell you this too, Jen. I found some really great response because my kids are in it. That's the thing. I, I, I hesitated on that and I didn't want, and I'm talking about my 17, 19, and my two 14 year olds. But um, I spoke, I did a public speaking engagement, and I brought the 17 and the two 14s. And they, it's one thing for me to go, blah, 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 you need to create health zones. But to hear young people and even teenagers talking about what it means to live, which unfortunately is a countercultural life. What does it mean to be that flip phone kid at 15 years old or having limits and knowing that your your dad is watching in using a, an app like Bark to monitor texts, photos, and what you're writing in your notes, et cetera, um, is crazy. And it's so funny because just the other night I was going through just a couple of things. Bark will email me. This is the app I use. It's scanning and doing the parental work for you, looking for cyberbullying, people talking about depression or suicide things. It's pinging on terms, sexual stuff or cussing and uh this one thing came up and it was funny and it was a group chat with his friends and um he, all his friends know and i keep telling myself tell your homies like that <laughs> i'm i'm looking and uh just monitoring because here's the philosophy there is no such thing as privacy online mm. so even right now some of you are like you're looking you have all their passwords all their user my kid will never give me that hey listen the reason we have full 100 percent access to everything with our children is because there's no such thing as privacy Mm. and one day they'll be running for president or trying to be a CEO or a recruiter's coming and they'll just pull up anything. Kids are taking screenshots of Snapchat. It's trust me, there's nothing and you're seeing it happen. So to remind them of that, that's what I do. Anyway, one of his friends, just straight, one of the kids said something that was a little, uh, you know, edgy. And uh, the other kid jumped in and said, hi, Shiloh's dad. And, uh, and that's my my 17 year old. And um, oh my gosh, when I saw that, I, I laughed. And then seriously, then the kids started to talk to me on the text thread that was just with these four or five young guys. <laughs> hey, I, I saw some of your videos. You were talking about this speaking thing, it, but it was about it was against pornography. But I still felt like it was engaging. Anyway, it was so funny, and I'm just cracking up. But the kids know. But that's a new culture. And when your kids get on board, they also can then turn around and. I don't want to say that they're preaching it, but they're just being a light and they're having to champion that new culture. Um, But I did get off the phone with just the other day with one of the um, women in my course, the, one of the moms. And that was funny. Not only was she paralyzed by the tech, the big thing was, she said, how am I ever going to get my kids to embrace a different culture? I go pick up my kids from school. Every kid's on their phone. How could I ever get, how would they ever get to a place where they would not be looking at it? I mean, that's what we are. And so that's why I include my kids in there. And when I go public speaking, and I'm, I'm trying to book a, a thing in North Carolina. If anybody's in North Carolina, Charlotte, um, I'm trying to book that. I'm trying to bring my 17 year old with me because parents and young people need to see, okay, there's hope. Young people can actually get it. They can actually say, yes, I'm thankful that my, my parents are involved uh, because that's not how it is right now. It's like, get out of my life. This is private, but it's really not. So anyway, that's what I've also included in it and I'm trying to make better and better. So jump in with the deal, the special deal. It's only on for March, guys. And then give me feedback and help me make it better, okay? Because you're in for life. Once you're in, as long as it's up and as long as the Facebook group is running, you're in.
0: Yep, yeah, yeah. Join that community today. And that's at familytechgameplan.com. And again, we'll have all those show notes on the Practical Family Podcast here. Dean, I know that you have so much more to say and I I hate to even could just cut it off here, but seriously guys, all the rest of this is in Dean's course, family. It's
1: Training. all in the course. Yeah. We'll, fi- we'll we'll finish the conversation there for those of you who are interested and it, in want to get it
0: Yeah. It's really get excited because he's curated and collected all of this stuff for just for you so that you don't have to, so you don't have to spend more time going out and searching for all the things and in That's there right. you include things like exactly the apps and the tools that... Right. Parents need to have to protect their online activity and and all of that. So um, thank you so much for being yeah. on today.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. We're in the trenches with you, Jen and I too. But we believe in you. And it is, like Jen said, it's time to step up, break off that guilt and that shame. And know, look, I can go to sleep at night feeling like a good parent because I'm doing the very best that I can for my kids. And that's really the purpose of the course, the purpose of this podcast. And so Uh, We believe in you, mom and dad, and caregivers out there. I don't care what your situation is. If you're looking after young people, we're with you in the trenches. So bless you. We'll see you hopefully in the course.
0: You've been listening to episode 86, Four Keys to Keep Your Kids Safe Online, with our guest, Dean Kaneshiro. Be sure to check out His online course, it is at familytechgameplan.com. Go and get your free masterclass right now. He's got like a 38-minute masterclass of him talking about all the important points that you need to know about keeping your kids safe online. It's free if you go and sign up through that page right now. Remember, the full course is available just for practical family listeners for only $79 and only through the month of March 2020. Okay, we're offering this special just for you. Just enter in the code FAMILY, F-A-M-I-L-Y, and you'll get access to everything you need to become that confident leader in your home that your kids need to help them successfully navigate through the dangers of social media, porn, and video games. It gives you every practical step that you need, guys. And I love endorsing products and services that are of particular use to our audience and ones that I know that I'm going to jump on board with. I love going through Dean's course because it is so practical, and that's what we're all about here at Practical Family. Thank you for following us. Make sure that you like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter. Make sure you're subscribed on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and catch us for our very next episode with Practical Family. And don't miss our Strong Enough series that I am doing with my producer, Jordan Marzon. So Jordan and I will cover all of the issues concerning moms and what they struggle with in their own identity being strong enough or not feeling like they are strong enough and how to stop comparing themselves to other people and live who God made them to be. Thank you for listening as we help to strengthen moms for real life struggles and where we help you to discover your gifts and embrace grace.